1: Good morning. It is Tuesday, January 25th. This is the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Lance Glenn. The February signing period begins a little over a week from today. Make sure to stay locked into 247sports.com for all the latest recruiting news and notes on your favorite team. We are continuing our first year coaches series today. Last week, we left the South headed to the West Coast and talked to Kalen DeBoer and Washington. Today, we are going to head a little south and talk USC and Lincoln Riley. Joining me today to break down the Trojans and the real revival in recruiting they've had since Riley has gotten there is Chris Trevino. He covers recruiting for 24-7 towards uscfootball.com. Chris, how are we doing? Thanks so much for coming on and joining me today.
2: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Lance. Um, This is my first appearance on a 24-7 national podcast, so I'm very excited that I got the call up. From the organization to come on so i'm excited to be here
1: look we're excited to have you we're excited to talk some usc recruiting and and look usc recruiting is really on the rise since lincoln riley got there and i want to start with what i would assume to be USC's goal every cycle. And that's to essentially control West Coast recruiting. You know, 2022 is obviously a transition class for Lincoln Riley, but we're starting to see the Trojans kind of reassert themselves as the recruiting power out West. And even look, it carries over to 2023 where early on they're getting commitments from, I mean, just the best on the West Coast in terms of, you know, uh, Malachi Nelson, Makai Lemon, and some others. And, you know, we saw snippets Kind of here and there of strong West Coast recruiting by Clay Helton, most recently that 2021 class, but it never seemed sustainable long term. Is there a sense now with Lincoln Riley that the elite West Coast recruiting will last, you know, that it will be continuous and not just a one off thing like it was with Clay Helton here and there a couple of years?
2: Absolutely. I mean, that was one of the major points that coach Riley emphasized when he was hired in his first press conference. You know, he said, one of the most important things that we have to do is lock up the West coast. You know, you can go anywhere in the country and get great kids, but some of the best kids come out of California and off this West coast, and they have to do their job of keeping all these kids home. He said something that stuck out in his, uh, signing day, early signing day press conference was that, you know, most kids out here dream of playing for USC. They just need to give them a reason to stay home and commit to that goal, commit to that childhood dream of playing for USC. So USC obviously hasn't given kids a lot of reasons with the ups and downs they had under Clay Helton. But, you know, Lincoln and his, his, his recruiting staff, this, this staff he has assembled, their main mission, you know, is keep these kids at home, repair this, this uh, backyard fence that's been pillaged and cut up from all these major programs from Oklahoma when he was there, Alabama, Clemson, Michigan, all these programs coming into California and taking out their best kids. Under Helton, you know, it it was sort of hit and miss. You know, we used to say if Helton had a good season under, if USC had a good season under Helton, they were winning. You know, they win nine games, they get to 10 games, they get a nice bowl. Maybe they win the Pac-12 South. They were pretty much guaranteed to have a top 10 recruiting class or a top 15 recruiting class. But if they were struggling, like we've seen them, do over the last couple of seasons, that's when the classes would take a hit. Local kids were not looking at USC. And now under Lincoln, you can just feel a different kind of energy with the staff. Even if USC maybe doesn't win 10 games next season, they go eight wins, they get a bowl game. I still think a lot of kids are going to see what Lincoln is building. And I think that's just going to carry it over. You already see it coming with the 2023 class. Kids are excited. So sustainability wise, you know, this is going to be uh the new the new trend out west is just USC keeping all these kids back home it's absolutely a sustainable project for Lincoln Riley and his staff and that's uh priority number 1
1: is just keeping
2: the the west coast talent home keeping it flowing into to USC
1: so it's obvious In this transition class that USC is cleaning up in the portal, you know, as we record, they currently have 12 transfer commitments, the highest rated being Oklahoma transfer wide receiver Mario Williams. And they also got Oregon transfer running back Travis Dye, who they picked up this past Friday. I mentioned a transition class for Lincoln Riley. Coaches oftentimes take more transfers in these kinds of classes than they otherwise would in full cycles. But how do you foresee the staff attacking the portal in more of a normal year for them on the trail? One that's obviously not as abbreviated as this one has been.
2: Yeah. I mean, the portal action with USC has just been crazy. It just, I'm surprised they haven't announced like three more guys since we started this podcast. It just every day, just somebody new, somebody new, somebody new. It's, I believe it's been like six since we, or five since we, you know, you you, got, you reached out to me and said, Hey, you want to be on this podcast? So th- it's just been nonstop, go, go, go. And like you mentioned, a new staff, they want to come in, hit the portal a little bit heavier. Just because, you know, it's a it's a it's a team in transition, it's a program in transition until they get more of their guys in there. And the portal is a great way to sort of attack that and and sort of stabilize uh your program until you can, you know, have more full classes down the road. But I think the portal now is just it's just become its own recruiting beast in itself, in that while going to 2023, 2024, future classes, I think the staff will be emphasizing, you know, the high school class a little bit more. And I don't think we'll see as heavy activity. Uh, with USC in the portal. I think this is just a anomaly sort of year just because you've had so much turnover. We've had USC has had 31 kids leave through graduation or early draft entry or and the transfer portal itself. Um, I believe that number stands at 16 right now, but just a high turnover. And I I don't think we're going to see that kind of turnover over the next couple of years. Once, as I said, Lincoln brings in his own guys, signs his own uh, high school recruits. So I think this is just an anomaly year, but I still think the staff is going to emphasize hitting the portal, maybe a couple guys every season. You know, you never know who is going to hit the portal. You know, maybe once one year, it's this freshman All-American defensive end. Maybe it's a all-star linebacker that you recruited out of high school and didn't get. I think it's just going to be building the class through the high school ranks and then, you know, maybe four, three couple guys you eye in the portal that you see hit and you say, hey, let's let's kick the tires there. Let's see what's happening. Bring them on a visit. So, I mean, the portal's its own asset in itself. So I wouldn't be surprised if every season, you know, Lincoln and these guys are, are looking in the portal just to bring on a couple added, older added reinforcements for a, what should be a perennial, you know, Top recruiting class every season.
1: So, all right, Chris, we're recording Monday morning. By the time you're listening to this, he may have made an announcement to USC or he may have made an announcement elsewhere. But Caleb Williams, if he chooses the Trojans, what kind of impact can his presence make on the recruiting trail? You know, I would assume it's quite the pitch to potential recruits. If Lincoln Riley and staff were to say to them, hey, come to USC, you get to play, whether it's for one year or two years, with one of the best quarterbacks in the country in Caleb Williams. I'm sure that that's quite the uh, persuasion for Lincoln Riley to use on the trail.
2: Oh, absolutely. It's one of the best recruiting tools. Any coach could use, especially an offensive coach like Lincoln Riley. And let's, let's even go one step further. It's telling a kid, Hey, come play. With Caleb Williams, a guy who could be winning the Heisman next season or two seasons from now, you know, that's the kind of sway he has, the cachet his name brings. And even when he was being he was uh, Oklahoma commit at a Gonzaga high school in Washington, D.C., he was an avid recruiter for that Oklahoma Sooners class. So Lincoln knows what sort of you know ability he has to talk to kids and bring them into this class. And, you know. USC's transfer class right now number two in the country or in the transfer rankings. It's a really good class. It doesn't need Caleb Williams to be a top class and a, an impactful class, but bringing him in is just like smashing down a hammer. It's the nail on the head for this class. It is the, the gem of the class. It is the the anchor. It is the accelerant on the fire. Whatever you want to call it, it is, it is the centerpiece uh, for this first class for uh, Lincoln Riley. And, you know, the impact is going to have multiple uh, multiple like w- ripples throughout throughout this class too because because Caleb could come in and be like hey there's this guy in the portal I know let's get him uh, you know they're just going to be it's just going to give him an overall ability to to work transfers in the portal and then sell on the 2023 trail on the 2024 trail in 2023 they're already building what is looking like a class that could challenge for a top five spot maybe even a top three spot and it's just more more firepower for Lincoln going on the trail for next season and saying hey come play with this guy. We're going to be playing for... For a Pac-12 championship this season. We're going to be playing for a Pac-12 championship next season. Come be a part of this.
1: Yeah, and look, they already obviously have his 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 former teammate, uh, Oklahoma transfer wide receiver Mario Williams committed. Uh, so it'd be one thing if Caleb Williams were to join him, and like you said, he would just be such a tool for Lincoln Riley to use for for this class and for classes moving forward. So look, Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma, year in and year out, had top ten classes. What do you think USC's potential is in the team recruiting rankings on a yearly basis? You know, I think it's reasonable to expect a top. 10 class moving forward every cycle. Do you think it's unfair though to, I would say, even go maybe a step further and expect Top five classes and maybe even challenges some years for the top spot. You know, how high in your mind can USC recruiting go when it comes to the 24 7 sports team recruiting rankings?
2: Yeah, absolutely. A great question. And I don't think it's unfair to say that top five every season should be the standard for USC. I mean, that's something that's talked about heavily on our message boards during the down years is when USC is on, when USC was on, it was top five every year. You know, it has one of the best recruiting landscapes in the nation top five easily it has you know the facilities aren't you know up to you know modernized like other big time college pokers Th- that will change and that will help uh, down the line obviously southern california is not a terrible place to live it has the the factor of having great weather all 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 the time every year and there's so much to do in la and you know you maybe you don't think about it like that, but those are factors that sell with these kids. And those are factors that help them in the recruiting trail. It is a weapon in its own. So top five every year should be the standard. I think an off year is a top 10 class given USC's uh, tools, Lincoln Riley's recruiting acumen, the staff that he's built. I think top 10 is the, the floor every season and top five should be reasonable for a USC program when they're recruiting. And obviously I think top three class, top two class, number one class is something we're going to see in the near future uh, from these guys.
1: So Chris, a couple more from me. I've talked about this with some of our national recruiting analysts. The biggest weakness when it comes to West Coast recruiting compared to other regions is on the offensive and defensive lines. And for USC, while skill position recruiting is certainly at a top-notch level, from an outsider's point of view, it would seem the trouble kind of comes on the line of scrimmage. How do you expect this staff to address recruiting in the trenches? Are those positions, the offensive and defensive line positions where maybe each year we could see them hitting the portal for?
2: Yeah, I mean there's there's a reason why defensive linemen and offensive linemen, especially offensive tackles are so are snatched up so quickly out of the portal. You know, everyone needs good defensive linemen, everyone needs good good guys in the trenches. That's where championships are built, that's where games are won and USC has has been on the wrong end of the, the that arm race uh, the last couple seasons under Helton, so Lincoln Riley and the staff really have to replenish and refill and get back USC, you know, to their to their big offensive lineman days. For me and my assessment of that, I think I think they are going to have to hit the portal, you know, every couple of seasons or every season, you know, take a look at what's in there. Oh, this offensive tackle's in there. Let's bring him in. But I think also being that offensive linemen and defensive linemen are not as prevalent out here on the West Coast, I think that they're obviously going to have to go national in the recruiting class as well. I think USC... And Lincoln Riley have that, that recognition, that name brand where they can go into, you know, Alabama and maybe snatch a kid out. They can go into Texas and snatch one of those big guys out. You know, they can go to places in the South and steal a couple every year, especially when they start winning games. So I think that's a, that's a two prong attack is, you know, recruit linemen on a national level out of, you know, the place where they, they make them the biggest that's in the South and that's in Texas, go in there, steal a couple kids there. And then, you know, hit the portal, fill in some of those needs that maybe you couldn't fill out there in the high school scenes.
1: So Chris, last one for me, before I let you go a little over a week until the February signing period begins, obviously a transfer heavy class is USC in terms of high school recruiting done for 2022. And if so, who are some names you're keeping an eye on that they're targeting to add to what is an already impressive 2023 class?
2: Yeah, there, there are some names out there for, for USC fans or, recruiting guys that are interested in what USC is doing and that the two and the two biggest ones really right now actually the biggest one is Josh Connerly in that 2022 class the five-star offensive tackle out of Washington that's probably the biggest one you need to know that's probably the only one you need to know they went out they did in-home visit with him a couple weeks ago he would be an incredible check mark for this high school class which is ranked number 60 in the class or in the nation right now they need offensive linemen like we just mentioned so that would be a huge land for them. That would be a huge land for uh, Josh Henson, the new offensive line coach, and Lincoln Riley, who needs to replenish that offensive line Uh, At USC, he would be just a home run. Uh, USC fans would be ecstatic by getting a a marquee offensive lineman, which they haven't had in several cycles, the last being Austin Jackson out of Arizona. So that would be a home run for them. That would be a cherry on the top of this class, landing a five-star offensive lineman. And then just moving on to 2023, you know, there's so many names out there that are just being thrown out. I mean, the biggest ones to look out for are Francis Malaga. I feel like I I butchered that, but the five-star lineman out of IMG, who is a California native, Lincoln Riley and them have been in contact with him he's the guy that was a big target for Clay Helton staff and is going to be an incredible incredibly important target for Lincoln Riley staff Brandon Innes, um, I probably butchered that one as well the five-star wide receiver out of uh, Florida that was a Oklahoma commit um, he is now on USC's radar you know and, and that just seems crazy to me that you know they could sign maybe a third five-star offensive line, uh, wide receiver, excuse me. Uh, you know, they have Zachariah Brands, they have Makai Lemon, you know, to sign another guy of that caliber, that the wide receiver class for 2023 is going to be ridiculous for USC. So that's just another name to keep out there. And those are kind of the two big ones right now on, on, the, on the market
1: for them. And like you said, with that wide receiver class, it could be ridiculous for USC. And if Caleb Williams is the one throwing uh, the ball to that wide receiver class. Um, I'm sure they could even bring in some more talent uh, to supplement that room. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris N. Trevino, covers USC recruiting for 24-7 sports at uscfootball.com. Chris, thanks so much for giving me some time today, man. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me on. So as I've mentioned, a little over a week until the February signing period begins, make sure to stay locked into to 247sports.com for all the recruiting news and notes on your favorite team. For Chris Trevino, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks for listening to another episode of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruit